Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O Hi, this is Olivia Cook. And I'm Amber Daphne. And this is The Empowered Woman. Badass and unfiltered. We show women that they can still be a badass, make a difference in the world, leave a legacy, all while rocking their femininity. Now let's dive in. All right. So I have Amy Turner here with me today. Amy, thank you so much for being here. You are one of my favorite people. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You're one of my favorites as well. <laughs> awesome. Um, so I, we're going to talk today about speaking your truth and why it's so important and, you know, what can happen if you don't, like the, the downsides of, of not doing that. Um, I'm just going to introduce Amy to you, to you all who, for anybody who doesn't know her, um, Amy Turner is known as the No BS Sweetheart. And most recently, her clients are referring to her as Amy Aha Turner, because when you are around Amy, you just get aha after aha. Amy has a lot of credentials. (laughs) She's a licensed marriage and family therapist, a licensed uh, advanced alcohol and drug counselor a certified hypnotherapist, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) She is no BS and knows that you don't really care about her credentials. What really matters is if you are going to get the results you're after. Well, she loves getting her clients the results they want, but she mostly loves how quickly she can do it. Want to find out for yourself? Here she is. Amy Aha Turner. (laughs) So, yeah, so we're really, like I said, really, really excited to have you on. Um, You and I are both coaches. That's how we met. Um, We've had tons of conversations in our mastermind group and even, you know, one-on-one you and I on speaking your truth and the importance of that and whatnot. So, yeah. yeah. So what, um, what I guess... When you look at, you know, speaking your truth, let's let's start here, like as if we were having a coaching conversation. I'm just going to ask you, what does speaking your truth mean to you? <laughs> Gosh, it, I mean, it, it means what it says. It's you're speaking your authentic truth. You're speaking how you truly feel, what's going on with you. You're not holding back and you're not being mean or anything. I mean, you're still, you're still being, yes. nice, but, but you, but you're actually sharing how you truly feel and you're not having to hide, you're not having to play in the shadows. You're not having to worry what other people think. It's just, this is just how you feel in the moment. This is what you think. This is who you are. Yeah. Unapologetically. Yes. I love that word. Yes. Unapologetically speaking your truth. Absolutely. I think I put that as part of my Facebook profile, like the little profile edit, like little bio thing that you can put. I think I put unapologetically me because I'm very much that. 
Oh, you definitely <laughs> are. That fits to a team. Yeah. And I mean, you are too. And I think that's probably why we got along so well from the beginning, from the moment we met, because, you know, we both kind of have that attitude of, you know, I'm not going to shrink myself to fit in where, you know, just to make someone else feel comfortable. Exactly. Without being unkind, right? Like there's no need to be unkind, but. Yeah, exactly. And and that's the thing is, and it's been a gradual thing for me. I mean, I never started out just always speaking my truth. It was very, very different. So it's been very gradual every single year to where it's like, oh, I'm speaking my truth more. Oh, now I'm going to start talking about this. Now I feel like this and just more and more getting to the point where this is just how I feel. And if people don't like it, it's okay. Like it's really been a huge transition coming from me being a huge people pleaser to now being, Mm -hmm. this is just how I feel. And this is what I'm going to say. And if you don't like it, oh, well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So give us a little bit of an, uh, an idea of like your story and and how this kind of came to pass and how you kind of started to realize that, like what, what first initiated you to starting to go, you know what, people pleasing isn't all as cracked up to be. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, I didn't, (laughs) I didn't actually go searching for it. I was, um, I was in therapy. I was in my practicum. So I was getting licensed and moved to San Diego and I met this person And he was telling me, oh, you need to go. I know you're a therapist, but you need to go do this workshop. And he didn't really give me a lot of information, but I did the workshop and it changed my whole entire life. Everything that I knew about who I am, who I was, all of this stuff. I went to this like childhood wounds workshop and the woman running it just completely did a 180 on me. And I realized, oh my gosh, I am a people pleaser. Oh my gosh, I don't know who I am. I don't speak my truth. And it was just a huge, like freeze moment for me to realize I thought I knew who I was. And because I did her workshop and she pointed it out to me, I realized that I didn't. And then it was a long time working with her, probably I mean, off and on, probably like eight years. And of course, later on, we weren't really doing therapy. We're doing more meditation. But the beginning piece of it, I mean, I was in group therapy with her for three years after that, just learning. And I was a therapist, you know? So just learning. Absolutely. Be okay with just speaking my truth. Mm hmm. And, you know, it's so funny because you say, you know, as a therapist, I'm a therapist, I was a therapist and I was in therapy, but, you know, I mean, it's the same goes with coaching. I feel, I feel like there's still a bit of a stigma around mental health um, care and stuff like that. And I honestly think that we should just have it as like a part of our natural, like self care routine. (laughs) Like I really do, you know, like I think everybody could, can use um, the help of, of a neutral third party, you know, whether it be a therapist or whether it be a coach. I mean, every coach needs to have a coach. So why not every therapist have a therapist? 
Exactly. Yeah. And that's the funny thing too, is I thought like, (laughs) you know, I was like, I don't really have any problems. I'm good. I don't need a therapist. And then I met her. I was like, whoa, okay. I was completely (laughs) in my own world. Didn't even know it. And yeah, exactly. You're right. Is you, we need other, whether it's the same person, a coach as you or a therapist as you, we really need other people to help us get out of our way. Because we mm. we can only take ourselves as far as we can take ourselves with what we know until we hire a mentor, we have someone in our lives that can see a different perspective or can ask us questions that'll take us further than we can go on our own. A hundred percent. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about like once you started to kind of realize that, like what what changed for you? Oh my gosh, everything. <laughs> so <laughs> it was really, really hard. I um, pushed back a lot with her. Uh, it was, it, it was, and like I said, it was a gradual change. It wasn't something where, oh, I found out all of my problems and I'm just going to snap my finger and everything's fine. And <laughs> right. That's I wish it worked that way. Doesn't work that way. <laughs> no, no. Unfortunately, we all want that magic potion, but that's just mm. not how it works. Not how it works when you do deep healing. You can right. go intense and fast, but it's not like you're just going to snap your finger and be a different person. So, yeah. For me, it was learning how to. I mean, a big thing was when we were in group therapy is a big thing was, is connecting with other people. And we had to call, we had a partner every single month and we had to call them every single day. And that was so hard Mm. for me. I hated the phone. I'm such an introvert. So, (laughs) but it was good. I'm glad I did it because I got to, it, it was, we had to call each other every single day and we couldn't talk about stupid stuff. We had to talk about what's truly going on with us. We couldn't talk about sports or the weather or any of that. Just we had to go nitty gritty, like hardcore. Okay, what's going on with you? How do you feel? And then at the Mm -hmm. end of the month, we had to tell each other how it was for us being in that relation or being in that, you know, that phone conversation for 30 days. And sometimes we had to say some really hard things to each other. And sometimes we said some amazing things to each other, but it really, Mm -hmm. it was difficult but it taught me how to communicate and it taught me how to speak my truth and how to really see, see things in myself that I, that I couldn't see without other people telling me and just made me a better person overall. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's, it, I can imagine though that would be, you know, and I'm not an introvert. I don't, I don't think I am. No, you're not. <laughs> like, <laughs> But thinking about, you know, having to have that deep conversation every day and then, you know, at the end of it, having to go through, you know, what the feelings about it and all that, like those can be very hard conversations and you kind of have to speak your truth so that you can communicate what your needs are and what, you know, what's gone well and what, what hasn't. And I think a lot of times you know, I'm not a therapist like you are, but I think a lot of times in any kind of relationships, whether it's, you know, husband, wife, or, you know, parents, children, or friends, or sisters, or brothers, or anything like that, if communication, honest to goodness, communication, true communication doesn't happen, I feel like that that probably causes a lot of strife. Like, 
in not being able to communicate with each other what you need and, and how that person can, you know, show up for you in a way that, that feels okay to you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, communication is key. It doesn't matter what kind of relationship it is. That's, that's the biggest thing. You go to a relationship expert or a sex expert or a friendship, you know, no matter what the relationship is, communication is the most important number one thing, even parenting, you know, it's, it's number one, you have to, if your communication is good, then you're going to have much healthier relationship or friendship than if it's not. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I've always believed that communication is like the number one um, important thing in a relationship apart from respect. <laughs> because right. if you can't communicate with each other, how on earth are you going to like navigate life and difficulties and ups and downs? You know, it's it's pretty impossible. Right. And exactly how you hear those couples that they never argue. They never have like a miscommunications. Okay, so what what are you not saying to each other? What why are you not speaking that's your truth for you not to be able to have these arguments? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cause that because everybody's gonna have disagreements. And you know, if you're not having any kind of disagreements, then you're not being honest. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you and I both have some, you know, rather radical, I want to say, views about, you know, the way the world works and, you know, a lot of things that we believe that the government is not being honest about and and things like that. And having that kind of viewpoint or perspective, I feel like it's an extra layer of added stress on speaking your truth. Would you agree? Oh, gosh, yeah. As soon as you whisper, I'm like, <laughs> oh, here we go. This is yeah. the hardest thing ever. And I, I thought all the therapy that I did and all of the gradually being able to speak my truth until this year when I mm. was privy to all of this underground information and started thinking, oh, my God, people need to know about this. And the... <laughs> <laughs> the mean comments and the criticism and all of that that I've gone through so far this year has been so shocking. But mm-hmm. I, I can't, you know, I have to admit that I'm thankful for it because I thought I was at a place where I wasn't a people pleaser and I didn't care what people thought until this year. And I was like, whoa, I still care a lot about what people thought. And it helped me really rise. And you know what? I don't care if you're going to criticize me, I don't care if you think I'm crazy. I'm going to share this because this is what I think people need to know. Absolutely. And the funny thing is, is us quote unquote truthers, you know, we get bashed a lot because a lot of the information that we're sharing is, is, is not nice. (laughs) And, you know, it's not, you know, rainbows and, and, you know, butterflies. It's, it's, it's hard stuff to hear. And it is, the we don't get paid for for sharing this information so it's it's so ironic to me that you know people push back so hard when all we're genuinely trying to do is is to open someone's eyes to a different perspective and you know maybe maybe there's a different way to look at this and and maybe there's ways that you can protect yourself from whatever it happens to be um and i think that that has 
has gotten construed as we're we're just trying to like we're crazy or something (laughs) and I just I mean how have you dealt with that Amy because it's like you said even being a person who feels confident and you know says you know it doesn't matter what people say or think about me we're still human we still have hearts and it does hurt (laughs) sometimes it really does especially when it comes from someone you really care about oh yeah, it's been it's been a wild ride. I mean, I've had some people that I don't really know that well, but apparently they feel like they knew me better than I know myself. And so <laughs> they, they would say comments. I love that. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, they would say, <laughs> wow, Amy, I'm so disappointed in you. Or, wow, I, uh, what was the other one? There was some that it was just, I I didn't know that you felt this way and you, you're surprising me. This isn't who I thought you were. All of these like shaming statements, which in my work, I mean, I've studied childhood wounds since I did that uh-huh. workshop and in therapy. And so I know what yep. we do to push people back into our comfort zone to make, oh, I don't like what they're saying. They're making me have to look at myself. So I'm going to push them back to their comfort zone. And these people that it, it's just at first it was really hard. I was not expecting people. Oh my gosh, what are people thinking about me? They they think I'm crazy. They're being critical. Oh no. To the point it's like, you right. don't know me. Don't try and pretend that you know me and I'm disappointed in you. Like that's such a shaming thing to say. You're not my dad. You're not my mom. And even if you were, you shouldn't say that to me. So I've been, I've been told that. Um, a good friend of mine, actually, we got into a pretty good discussion about this to the point where I have no problem talking with people. If you want to respect me and tell me mm-hmm. why you don't believe what I'm sharing, and then I can respect you and tell you why I don't believe what you're sharing. But as soon as you mm-hmm. take it to you're belittling me, then it's no, I don't play mm-hmm. that game. And I had to unfriend I mean, on Facebook, but obviously, if I ever right. see him again, I won't ever talk to him again. He was so belittling to me. And it's it's sad what it's come yeah. to. It, it, it really is. And, you know, this is part of what us truthers want to share is that, you know, we have to be aware of what's going on that is making us divisive, right? Like anything that is, you know, black against white or, you know, uh, left against right or, um, you know, one culture against another, one religion is better than another. It's all things to divide us as a people. And we're all humans. We're all going through the same struggles in our own ways. And I think that all this divisiveness, and and you can tell me if you agree or not, Amy, but it seems like it's just causing so much dysfunction in society because everybody's putting themselves and other people into boxes and we're not friggin' cookie cutters. <laughs> like we're, we're all very multi, um, I want to say multi-passionate, multi-dimensional beings. Like there's so many more levels to us than, you know, what we think about any one topic. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, completely. And it's, 
It's so interesting, especially this year. I completely agree with you about the decisiveness and, oh, well, if you don't believe the way I believe, then we can't be friends anymore. And it's so cutthroat. The cancel culture right now is just, it's everywhere. And it's so detrimental. It's so traumatic. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, you know, I've been doing a lot of research besides what we're talking about, but also to see why is this happening? And it's the ego, you know, it's, it's Mm -hmm. for, for people, for humans, first of all, we like to be right. That's just how we're wired, right? Everyone likes to be right. right. And for us to be, for us to actually go down and see, you know what, maybe I have been lied to. Maybe what the way that I've seen the world isn't the way that it is. And to be able to have even have that conversation is not easy for a lot of people. Our ego is like, nope, this is the way it is. This is what I've always known. And it can be really traumatic for someone to be able to do that. Now, you and I, Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, we are more open and we're more able to see, okay, maybe there is something to this. Because that's what happened to me is I saw people start posting about this. I'm like, what are they talking about? I want to know more instead of, oh my gosh, I can't ever talk to them. They're crazy. I'm never going to talk to them again. It's more like, oh, there's there's something interesting here. I want to go see it for myself. Yes, it's more of an inquisitive, <clears throat> you know, lifelong learning sort of uh, perspective, right? Like, yeah, we're never going to have all the answers about anything. No. <laughs> I no, feel like never. maybe when we die, when we when we do, that's when we die. I don't know, right. <clears throat> but yeah, yes. <laughs> You know everything. Okay, your time's up. But, you know, like having that thirst for knowledge and really wanting to understand what's actually happening. And, you know, especially when it comes to things like trafficking. I mean, that is one topic that I, the whole entire world can agree on is terrible and needs to stop. (laughs) However, um, it's a very uncomfortable topic for people to talk about. And especially when there's some information coming out that some people that are quite, you know, famous may potentially be involved in in that stuff or have have potentially been involved in that stuff. That's a hard pill to swallow. And at the same time, however, discounting it without investigating it, um, you know, is... I don't know. It just seems, it seems very small minded, I guess, you know? Yeah. It's almost like, okay, we, we know that it exists, but I'm not going to look into it. And, and I can't, it can't possibly be like, we, we can understand, okay, yes, we know that human trafficking exists. However, to think about our idols and the people we grew up watching and the people who have, you know, like the people who have, if, if we've watched any bit of TV or been any bit in yeah. society, we would know that these people and to be able to think like that they would be capable of doing that is, is just so hard for people. I know for me, and again, I will go on record saying we don't know that any of this is true. There's a lot of evidence of out not. there that points to it, but we don't know. 
However, that's no. you have to listen to your intuition and your heart and see, is it does this feel right? Does this feel like this could happen? And that's right. what happened to me when I first found out. I was like, no way. There's no way this person's involved. I can't believe it. No. Like, it was so hard for me to comprehend. But the more yeah. and more research that I did, the more that I listened to other people, the more I saw evidence, the more, oh my gosh, it is possible. And if you think about it, as human beings, I mean, if we want to go here, as human beings, we're capable of doing anything. We're capable of going to the extreme, to places that we never thought we would do, but all human beings are capable of it. And so for us to have to be able to see it in front of our faces, sometimes it's too deep for us to even admit that, yeah, I, I could do that. I know I would never do that, but I know that it's possible and I know that I'm capable. Absolutely. And, and that just made me think of something. Yeah. Like when we, when we realize that we're all connected and we're all human, you know, if, you know, Ted Bundy can cut up people and eat them, isn't that what he did? <laughs> I don't know which, which serial killer did what, but I'm Not pretty Bundy, sure he was one of yeah. them. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think he did, but. All right. <laughs> anyway, if some person is a serial killer and, you know, can Dahmer, maybe it was Dahmer. Anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, they're all in jail and or dead. Thank goodness. Right. right. We <laughs> but, them. you right. know, like. When you, when you see, I mean, how many people came and said, you know, this guy was like the guy next door, right? Yeah. That is what's so scary because, you know, you never know what someone's capable of and therefore you don't never know what you're capable of. However, on the opposite spectrum of that, if we look, you know, at the completely opposite pendulum of that, there are people who literally sacrifice their own lives to help others. And that exists too. <laughs> right? Right. So it's it's good to see that there are both sides of it. But, you know, I have friends that say, you know, that I've said, you know, maybe look into this. And they just say, I can't go there because it's too much. And I understand that. I understand that too. And I respect that. I respect that as long as they're respectful of uh, the fact that I believe what I believe. Right? Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that... And that's okay. I guess, how have you, what I wanted to ask, you know, how have you, that's not what I want to ask yet. (laughs) I'm getting ahead of myself. So what would you say would be the worst, you know, kind of things to happen or things to come out of not speaking your truth? Like if you found yourself holding back, you know, in, in your truth, what, what kind of manifests? What happens there? Oh, gosh. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing is, is what we repress, our true feelings and how we're feeling and speaking our truth. If we don't, it shows up in the body. I mean, there's been so many studies out there where uh, what emotions we're repressing and holding in and not getting out can turn into physical illness. So yeah, you can, I mean, there's, if you listen to, I'm sure you know this book, Louise Hay, you can heal your life. She yes. was amazing. And oh my whole gosh. entire Absolutely. book is every single body part, gland, whatever it is, is if, mm-hmm. if you're having an issue with that, she leads it back to something emotional that's going on with you. 
So I don't know how, I think a lot of people are more open to this information now, but still Mm -hmm. the thing is, is it's like our emotions are everything. Our speaking, our truth are everything. And if you don't do it, if you're holding back, it's going to show up because I always say your mind will lie to you every single Mm -hmm. minute of the day if it wants to. But your body never lies. And you have to listen to your body because your body is communicating with you. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think it, you know, it can relate to business as well. Like when it comes to us being, you know, coaches um, and and or mentors and and whatnot, you know, I, for one, um, maybe you can relate to this too, but, you know, early on in my business, I was terrified to talk about things that were unpleasant or things that the mainstream quote unquote didn't really buy into um, anything that went against the, the, you know, narrative as we call it. Right. Yeah. And because I was afraid that it was going to lose me business, but what I found was that it, it actually, when I started to speak my truth more and, and really just, be who I am, you know, like it or lump it people. Um, you know, the people who were meant to come into my life, who were more aligned with me and, you know, for being clients and um, business partners, you know, friends, even all that kind of stuff. Those people came into my life and the other people who weren't went away. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it wasn't like I ran out of people to talk to or be friends with or have business partnerships with or have, have as clients. Like it was just that I was now attracting people to me that were aligned with my mission and that, you know, energetically made, made more sense. Have you had that experience as well? Oh, completely. Especially this year. I mean, I was so scared to start sharing what I've been learning. And again, as I shared earlier, some friends, they called me out and we're not friends anymore. And you know what? It's good because the thing is, if people are going to judge you from you just believing differently, then they're really not your true friends. They really don't want to understand you. And yeah, I've attracted some of the most amazing people to me by me speaking my truth. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just been amazing because I was so scared. I was like, Amy, you are risking your business starting talking about mm-hmm. this. And something inside me said, you know what? It doesn't even matter. This information needs to get out. And that's what I started yeah. doing. And I've, I've, I've met some really amazing people that I probably would have never met if I didn't start sharing this truth. And, and here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You even said like we're multidimensional earlier. And this is just mm-hmm. one part of me that I've been sharing, yeah. but there's so right. much else out there. And if we judge people on just one part that we don't agree with, how much are we missing out on? So I think it's really important oh. to polarize people and show like, Hey, this is me. Take it or leave it. Yes, absolutely. Because who wants to be, you just said something that really resonated and I don't remember the words you used, but what I got from it was like, who wants to be walking on eggshells in their life, right? Right. Whether it be with their friends, whether it be with potential clients, whether it be, 
you know, in any facet of their life, who the hell wants to be walking around on eggshells worrying about saying the wrong thing and this person's going to leave me or my business is going to fail or like, fuck that. <laughs> like, really? Who wants to live in fear like that? Right. And the thing is, I mean, if, if you really think about, I'm not going into incarnation or anything, but I'm talking about like this lifetime, if you really yeah. think about it, if, I mean, come on, is if, if you only have at least this one lifetime, is it worth mm -hmm. it to be in fear? Or is it, you know what, why don't I just make the most of it? Why don't I share my truth? Why don't I share what I'm thinking? I mean, who... If, if you really look at the grand scheme of things, when you look back on your life, are you going to be, wow, I wish I would have shared that. Wow, I wish I would have said that. Wow, I wish I would have done things differently. Are you going to be, yeah, I'm proud of myself. Yeah, it was hard. Yeah, I was in fear, but I did it anyway. And look at what I've come, what I've overcome. Yeah, it's, it goes back to that, um, that saying, you know, would you rather look back and say, I wish I had, or, you know, I'm glad I did. Yes, right? exactly. I know I don't want to look back on my life with regrets that I didn't do this or that because of fear. Right. And I think you're, I think you're the same way. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. Oh my gosh, it's so scary. <laughs> but yes. you know what? It's, it's okay. So what? And the, th the biggest thing that I've learned speaking my truth is even if you say something that's really hard for people, if people are critical of you, if it's a really, really bad day and you're getting the attention you weren't expecting, it'll go away. Mm -hmm. Just give it a couple days. Something else, some other drama will happen. Someone else, like there, it'll just go away. And so at that moment, yeah, maybe you're having to feel the anxiety or the frustration or whatever, emo or the sadness, whatever emotions are coming up. But, it, but the thing is, is as humans, we don't stick to that one thing for very long. We, we move on. No. <laughs> and I think even more so, you know, the more technology comes in, like people have the, you know, the attention span of a, you know, fruit fly. I think. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how long fruit flies have attention span, but I would assume very little. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. And it's, it's, it's crazy. So like, I guess if there was anything that you would like say to someone who is kind of on that cusp of where you were towards the beginning of the year, or even, you know, last towards the end of last year, before you kind of really started diving deep into some stuff that you found uncomfortable, what advice would you give them as far as, you know, being confident enough to, to, you know, trust their, themselves and and that it's going to be okay. I would tell them, just do it. If it's in your heart, if your intuition is telling you to go, then just go. And a big thing is make sure you have a support system. Make sure you have people that are in your corner that are going to back mm -hmm. you up. Because if you do share something that's uncomfortable, people don't like being uncomfortable. That's just how we are. We like our comfort zone. So if you're going to start speaking your truth and it's going to make people uncomfortable, most likely people want to push you back into the comfort zone that they put you in so they can be comfortable. So the biggest thing is absolutely go for it and make sure you have people in your corner because the hardest thing that you can do is share your truth and not have anyone to back you up. And then what, what can happen 
is then you do get pushed back into that box, back into that corner, because you don't have those people that are saying, no, you got this, keep going. So those are the two things, do it and make sure that you have people that back you up, that love you, that accept you for exactly as you are. I couldn't agree more. That, that second part, like having a support system is so, so important. And I mean, it's funny to say this, but I've met so many people online that I consider friends, um, you know, that I don't know in real life, but, but the fact is, is they, they have, you know, seen what I stand for and, you know, seen videos that I've done and, and content that I've put out and just really accept me, all of me, um, including when I share stuff that they may find uncomfortable, like having those people in your life, find them, find your tribe and love the shit out of them. <laughs> right? Exactly. It's so, so important. And it's, it's shocking. Some of the people that you thought were your tribe might fall off. And some of the people, like you said, Mm -hmm. you've never even met in person, but they will go to back with you. And it's so incredible to know that there are people out there, especially people who disagree with you, but respect you and still want to be your friends. I think that's, that's what's happened so badly with the cancel culture. And I believe it's been happening for many years to where we've gotten to where we're at now. But, Mm -hmm. you know, before, I don't know, back in the eighties or seventies, maybe, People could have arguments and completely disagree with each other and then go have a drink or go get coffee or go have lunch afterwards. And now it's like, I can't even talk to you ever again because you believe differently than me. It's such, like you said earlier, a divisive thing when it's like, why can't we just accept people for who they are? Okay, yeah, they believe differently than me, but I still like them as a person and let's still go out and hang out together. It's, It's sad that that's what we've come to right now. And hopefully, hopefully this will be a big enough awakening with whatever happens that will make us come back together. I certainly hope so that from your, from your lips to God's ears, you know, like humanity, humanity has, has kind of gone backwards a little bit, I think in, in, in advancing we've gone backwards which is completely doesn't make sense but in the in the way of you know as technology has advanced and social media and all that stuff our tolerance for each other and love and caring and respect has kind of taken a back seat and something needs to happen (laughs) I, i agree you know something needs to happen that gets snaps us the hell out of it and and makes us realize oh my gosh you're my fellow man you're my fellow woman no matter what age race sexual orientation like gender it doesn't matter we're all humans and humans are meant to be together and if you if if we look at things that are divisive that's that's one thing i'm trying to be uh, cognizant of i guess is if I feel myself feeling polarized, it's like, okay, wait a second. Let's look at this person or, you know, this group of people that are saying whatever it is. You know, if I, if I lump that, that person into a certain category, I'm limiting my ability to, you know, to, 
to have compassion for and to, you know, see them as a whole human being. And I think that we need to be more aware of that. Oh, yeah. Because like, we're not just one thing. We are all things. (laughs) Yeah. And we so badly need connection. I mean, when I was going through my therapy, my, my therapist helped me realize that I was a love addict and that's just where I was just searching for someone to love me because I couldn't love myself. And during that whole time, it's, I I realized, and this is what I teach people because I work with love addicts now because I'm not anymore. And it's, we Mm -hmm. so badly want to be seen and loved and connected and we're so deeply afraid of it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Because what if I'm seen and then I'm not good enough? Exactly. And what if that person knows the true me, they won't stay. I mean, that's a huge suffering of humans. If they knew the real me, they would not stick around. Yeah. So, so opposite of speaking your truth. So when you get to that point where, you know what, it doesn't matter if they don't stick around, I am going to share what I need to share. I'm going to fill what I need to fill. And I know that the right people will come in. Absolutely. A hundred percent. You know, I mean, I look at previous relationships that I've had and I thank God they didn't work out because (laughs) we would not be getting along right now. (laughs) You know, um, it's, uh, it's interesting. I believe that everything happens for a reason. I believe that, you know, God, universe source, or Gus, as we call, as we call it, um, really has our, our best interests at heart and really does have our back. And when, when shitty things happen, (laughs) I mean, nine times out of 10, we look back and we go, yeah, I see why that happened now, because if that didn't happen, then this great thing wouldn't have happened. Um, and, and, and when you speak your truth and you are who you genuinely are, yeah, some people might leave, but those are not your people. <laughs> and right. that's okay. Because it's making room for the, the people who are your people. Yes, exactly. I love that. Yeah, we're making room. If you don't, if people aren't in your corner... If people don't respect you, you don't need them in your life because the more, the sooner you get them out of your life, the sooner that you're going to attract someone who does respect you. And whether they believe like you or not, they respect you and and they accept you. Mm, Absolutely. Absolutely. I, well, you know, this has been such an awesome conversation, Amy, and, you know, you inspire me because you're younger than I am and I was definitely not as brave and being at myself as you are at your, at when I was your age. So I am like, you're ahead of the game. <laughs> it's just great. Thank you. That means so much because I've worked so hard. So I was like, man, I wish I could have done this earlier, but you know what? It's exactly as it needs to be. Exactly. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so just before we go, again, I want to thank you so, so much for your time. Um, and I hope that uh, you enjoyed being here with me today. I want to just give you the opportunity if you wanted to share, and I can put in the show notes as well, if anybody wants to reach out to you as far as any kind of therapy or, uh, you know, if they're a love addict or, you know, whatever it is that they want some help with in, in an area that you work on, 
maybe how they can reach out to you? Yeah, yeah. Love addict, people pleasers. It's so funny. We we seem to, when we work through things ourselves, those are the people that we can guide the most. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. People pleasers are the ones that I'm really guiding right now to their true self. So yeah. you can find me at nobstherapy.com. And okay. what I do is it's, it's rapid hypnotherapy. So we go in, we go find out what is the root cause of what's stopping you from what you want. We clear it out and move you forward. And that's, that's the fastest way I can explain what I do. And if, if you go to my website and sign up for a consult call, I can share a little bit more. But if that intrigues you, you can do that. I also have a podcast called Shattering BS Beliefs which is all about shattering these BS beliefs that you learned in childhood and how to just be your best self. Amazing. So yes, I will share it. Say the website again. Nobstherapy.com. .com. Okay. And then your podcast, I'll also get you to, to give me that and I'll, I'll share that in the show notes as well. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks again, Amy. Hopefully we'll be able to have you come on another time again, because uh, this has been great. And I know that lots of people will get lots of good, you know, reassurance in being able to be their true selves through, uh, through listening. So thank you yeah. so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for opening up this conversation and being willing to speak your truth. And that's how people learn is by watching other people that are doing it. So thank you. Absolutely. Awesome. All right, we'll end off there and uh, we will look forward to seeing you guys next week. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.